Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, United States. Good morning, the rest of the world. Thank you so kindly for being here with us this Buenos Dias. Anyway, folks, how's everybody doing? Happy, happy, happy day after Labor Day. I trust that you, for those who could, stayed home and rested, uh, celebrate the labor that we all provide. I trust all is fine with everybody. Before we get started, don't forget, this is a call-in show, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Don't forget, call early if you want to get all the messages that you want in, in. Why? Because this is your show. We have a great show for you today. But before going to the show, you know what we do first and foremost, and that is to go to our geniuses in the control room. Howard and Jack, buenos dias, mi hermanos. Good morning, my brothers. Well, you keep saying geniuses. I haven't seen a darn one of those around here. Just well, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I was ready for the pushback this morning when you said that. Only geniuses, <laughs> only geniuses can keep uh, the tin cans and strings up and running over a 100,000 watt transmitter to ensure that our voices are heard throughout Southeast Texas, the second biggest state in the country so brothers as far as i'm concerned you're all geniuses anyway what's the word of the day ladies and gentlemen one hundred thousand watts hey you took my mic away hey. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen one hundred thousand watts egberto's blowtorch for houston <laughs> now here's jack with some wisdom morning egberto buenos dias hermano okay here we go uh I don't believe in heaven or hell. I won't be ruled by the devil or divinity. I'm a free natural spirit having a humane experience. I love that. I love that. Okay. Profound. Profound. I'm one of those spirits with my uh, with my foot caught in a bear trap here. <laughs> I'd rather be profound than profane. Well, uh uh okay okay i don't know where to take that where should we take that one uh uh, uh howard <laughs> uh, introducing egberto willies with a great show for today That's all right let's get busy let's get busy title of the show today ramaswamy morality display bernie gave ali velshi the correct narrative and the labor movement vivek Ravaswamy made it clear that he has no moral compass. Bernie Sanders got the message perfectly right with Ali Velshi. And you know what, folks? The labor movement is reopening. The labor movement is reopening. And, you know, before we get started, let's remind folks that there are many ways to get the show. First of all, you can tune in to 90.1 FM Houston on that old dial like we used to in the past and now still in the present. You can also go to stream it at kpft.org and just click that listen button. But when you're there, remember, if you want to keep our fun drives to a minimum, anytime you go there, if you have a few pennies that you say i want to make sure this station stays on air go ahead and push that donate button and support the program always do remember select politics and right as a program you're supporting to make sure people know that yes you are listening to this show you can also don't download the tune in application from 
the uh, Android App Store uh, or the Google App Store or the Apple App Store. Search for uh, Politics and Right and you're there. You can watch it as well at Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. My workout shirt today is the Trek Volkswagen t-shirt or actually it's the cycling shirt remember uh, one of our callers called and said Volkswagen do you know what that means it means the people's car okay I didn't know that I, I learn from my peeps all the time and if that's the case I don't have a problem with the people's car anyway you can also reach us at politicsunright.tv politicsunright.tv that's how you reach us on YouTube and you can get our podcast with all the outtakes, intakes, all the takes, etc. at politicsdoneright.com slash podcast. politicsdoneright.com slash podcast. So as you see, there are many ways for us to interact, communicate, etc., etc., etc. If you want to send me a message to tell me you like the show, you hate the show, you want us to cover something you don't want us to say whatever you want to say you can send me an email at kpft at politicsdoneright.com that is kpft at politicsdoneright.com and don't forget to give us a call 713-526-5738 again that number is 713-526-5738 again folks remember this is tu programa this is your show. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get started. But you know, I, I want to say something because, um, like I said, everybody has the ability to kind of, to change a show, etc. And the person who did that this morning, the first person who did that this morning, was Howard. Because Howard said to me, "Hey, did you read the seven hundred something bills that got that different laws that got passed?" And I said, you know, I know some of them, but no, I didn't go and read the list or anything like that. By the way, where did you find it? So as I'm talking to him, I went ahead and pull up, you know, the Mighty Tribune, which currently is, are going through some issues, but the Mighty Tribune. And the one that really got to me was like the instantiation of the Powell Memo. And because, you know, when Howard said, hey, did you read the laws? I said, you know what? I probably should have... Uh, Today is, a, I mean, this is the first week of um, of September. Probably should have took a look at that. You know, I'm always doing the international type. I mean, national and international type politics. But hey, we got to stay close to home as well, right? And um, but you know, since we've been hearing about all these laws throughout the year, and we've been talking about them, I didn't quite look at the list. But Howard kind of triggered me to do it. And there's one that stood out, and it's one that says. Changes to the university tenure policy, and folks may say, "Why, why concentrate on that one?" Because it, 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 there's a certain sinisterness to this particular law. Change to the university tenure policy says Senate Bill 18 solidifies university tenure policies into state law, placing more power over tenure approval and dismissal policies into the hands of lawmakers rather than individual university systems. The law does not go as far as the original legislation proposed by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick to eliminate tenure at all public universities. I want to, I want to take a look at that for a minute because with all the bad bills that are out there, including the one that to try to control whether Houston control, uh, can pass uh, regulations to help workers it's that was 
thrown out by the um, by the state supreme court or one of the courts the travis county court but it's still in effect until it's overturned officially by the supreme court but the reason this tenure thing is so really hit me very hard is as follows you know what i believe and what i think most of us should believe about teachers most important profession uh they move knowledge forward they make sure that we are educated etc 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 they do all these important things whether you are a primary a teacher in primary school elementary school uh high school middle school universities whether you're a teacher preschool you are the most important person out there keeping knowledge forward on this planet period bar none I've sent you, we stay stagnant. But you would want to ensure that those of us who have the ability to control, to, to, to inform our minds can do so truthfully without fear that something can change what's being taught. And by having laws that now put themselves into the educational system as far as tenure, Every professor wants tenure at a university and to ensure that the university just can't throw them out when they are a bit controversial, truthful, or go against, against you know, uh, the system, if you will. What Dan Patrick, Abbott, and the Republican legislature is saying is we are continuously becoming more authoritarian no longer do you have the freedom to teach the truth you must teach what we consider not even necessarily the truth but what we say is okay to teach again there are 700 something laws passed why am i concentrating on this one this is dangerous this is dangerous it modifies what professors and teachers would otherwise tell children. Just like in elementary school and, 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 and so forth, they can no longer teach real history because it would offend not the kids. It will offend those who are fearful of what the kids would learn and what the kids would think about the system after they've learned. So I, I, I want you to be all cognizant of this. And why this is important is when we reverse this state, when we turn this state into a state that believes in real laws and believe the people, there are a lot of laws that must be passed to turn things around. What we have in this state is a fascist government. I mean, that one law, that one law says it all. That one law says it all. So please remember, folks, uh, please remember we have a lot to do. And we have to understand what's going on here. So uh, before I even say anything else, I want to thank... Uh, brother howard for kind of triggering me to have this quasi monologue on this particular issue 713-526-5738 is the number 
713-526-5738. Give us a call if there are there's anything you want to state. Give us a call if you want whatever you want to talk about right now. I have several subjects to discuss, but of course, you take priority. And with that, uh, I think it's important that um, that we take these issues seriously. And I think it's important. Earlier again, I was talking to Howard, and I said, you know, one of the when I I earlier on I blogged anonymously because of my daughter being in school in Kingwood. I wanted to have no effects on her life in school and what teachers would say because of some of my political stances. So I blogged anonymously. But what what statement was always on my blog was political involvement should be a requirement for citizenship. And I didn't say that to control anybody, but what I meant is as citizens, we should be politically connected and involved because otherwise we get laws like what this legislature is passing. And for those who have voted uh, these particular Republicans into office, thinking that they are going to be doing things beneficial to them. Trust me, what's being done here doesn't only hurt the liberals. It just don't stick the progressives. It just doesn't hurt these people. It hurts us all. And many of you will find that out sooner than later. Alistair is on the phone. Alistair's in the house. Come on in, Alistair. Hey, good morning, brother. Good morning, sis. Talk to me. Okay, so, yeah, this whole thing you think. Yes, ma'am. This has to be top of the totem pole, basically. And moving tenure will excellent staffing to universities. We can kiss our football goodbye. We can kiss our academics goodbye. And like you said earlier, it's dangerous. I mean, it's so many It sure is, Alistair. And a lot of folks, I don't think, yet understand uh, how uh, fascism creeps on you. How these things, they, it, they take one step at a time. Each time they take away a little bit more of your liberty, a little bit more of your freedom. And... You know, uh, you know. Have you ever heard that phrase? At first, they came for X. We didn't do anything because yes. it wasn't us. Then they came and for Y. Why the talking point that the guy that wrote it was yes. a Nazi sympathizer. Oh wow! I didn't know that. No, but after that later, by the time he wrote that song, that um, that statement. He was no longer sympathizing. Hey, can uh, give me a favor, uh, Alistair, because you're not coming over clear. Is it possible for you to take it off the um, speakerphone, if you can? Sure. Thank you. There, better. Yeah. Okay. No, so he no longer subscribed to the Nazi way of thinking by the time he wrote that. Mm-hmm. He realized the error of his ways. Oh, got you, got and, you, got you. Yes. So, but there are people that like to use the 
the knowledge of him that being a Nazi sympathizer. But he wasn't when he wrote that and he felt remorse and tried to live a life of piety. You know, I have no problem with somebody who uh, did wrong and had remorse. Don't expect mm -hmm. a pat on the back, but I but come back into society and be you know and, and do your um, your tenants, if you will, and, and and do good to make sure that you've you know done wrong. I mean, I, I I for the things for things that I know I've done wrong, that is exactly what I know I have to do, and that is. You have to make you you have to atone, if you will, for you know for the things make where right you're somehow. wrong. You got to make it right. You've got to make it right. So, um, but anyway, Alice, is there anything else before we go to our first video? No, no, we're all good. Well, look, thank you so kindly for calling in, my dear friend. You know, uh, you know how that Absolutely. goes. Thank you so kindly. Anyway, folks, we are going to continue with the program. I want you to listen to. Um, the reason I'm bringing this one up with Vivek is because I want you to see the constancy of the message, uh, the, the ability to bloviate, and with it, with that, an inherent danger. Check this out, and then we will take it on the other side. George Stephanopoulos had... Uh, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy on his program today. And first of all, there was a lot of bloviations. He had he asked some very specific questions, but Vivek continued to elaborate on every question with uh, things that made no sense, things that made him as Trumpier than Trump. That's what he used the platform for. In other words, this interview was used for Vivek to tell Trump supporters, I am going to be just like Trump, but you know what? More Trump-like, I will be Trumpier than Trump. That's what he wanted to show. And to some extent, George Stephanopoulos gave him too much latitude to go out there and preach a new Trumpian message. But you know what I did? I went ahead and cut all the bloviation and get down to his specific answers to show the kind of caricature that he is, to show that the lack of moral compass that he has. So I want you to listen to this and also listen to Senator Tim Kaine's response, which was concise and perfect. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Back in January 2021, you described President Trump's actions then as abhorrent. What exactly did you find abhorrent about his actions around January 6th? I would have handled that situation very differently than Trump did. But I do draw a distinction, George, between bad behavior and illegal behavior. Was it wrong for the president to create slates of phony electors? I think that there were a number of bad judgments that were made. Frankly, if I were the U.S. president, I would have never let it get to that place. You didn't answer my question. Was it wrong to create I would not slates have, of phony I, electors? Answer your question is no. I would not have nominated phony slates of electors. Was it wrong to encourage the mob to, to storm the Capitol? I disagree with that characterization. Is that what I would have done that day under those circumstances? No. Refusing to turn over classified information after he was met with a subpoena. Moving that uh, information, sharing it with others. You find nothing wrong with that behavior? 
There's a difference between a bad judgment and a crime. And you find his actions abhorrent around January 6th. You said he was wrong to take the classified information. You said you would not do that yourself. But you still say you would vote for him for president. That's what I don't get. George, I said what every Republican nominee said to make it on that debate stage, that we will actually support the Republican nominee from our party. What I've said is clear. If Donald Trump's the nominee, yes, I will support him. And if I'm the president, yes, I will pardon him. So your bottom line is that you would vote for a convicted felon because other people are voting for a convicted felon? My bottom line, George, is that I will vote for the person who I think is best positioned to move this country forward. Senator King, I just want to start out by getting your response to Mr. Ramaswamy and the other candidates, most of the other candidates on the Republican stage, all committed to vote for Donald Trump, even if he's a convicted in one of these felony trials. Well, George, what I just heard was the complete lack of a moral compass. Um, if you are unwilling to say that the behavior of Donald Trump trying to overturn the peaceful transfer of power is a disqualifier, if you pledge despite that to vote for him, if you pledge despite that to pardon him should you be elected. It shows that you don't have the moral compass that you need to be the leader of the greatest nation in the world. And sadly, Mr. Ramaswamy is not alone in lacking the compass. I think that was displayed pretty patently by many of the uh, GOP candidates on the debate stage. Tim Kaine nailed it. None of these guys, guys who are attempting to prosecute Biden as the Biden crime family when there is no evidence of Biden doing the things that they want to accuse him for. Look, you don't have to like Biden. You don't have to appreciate Biden. Look, I am not a fan of Biden, who I consider a neoliberal, but Biden, as far as I'm concerned, has done fairly well as a neoliberal could for the progressive uh, the progressive values that we want. So I give Biden to some extent to pass, but the idea that one would put Biden in the same class with Donald Trump is laughable from an intellectual point of view, from a moral point of view, or from any, any point of view. So uh, we ought to sit back and understand the cancer that the current Republican Party is on America. But I tell you, the thing that we should be more concerned about is that if we look at the, uh, the national polls today, that Donald Trump and, and uh, President Biden is polling at both 46% speaks poorly of our country. But I tell you better, it shows something that needs to be addressed. Unfortunately, Democrats have ceded the email space, the social media space, and all these spaces where calculated lies can be given to absolve people of the responsibility of doing what's right. And what we have in these different mediums or in this different media is we have people that are promoting it is okay to accept Trump for who he is because he will do well by us. So forget about his morality. Forget about his crimes. Forget about all these things because we are going to be okay with what he does as he stiff the others, but, you know, take good care of us. Not realizing that the people who will do best for the country are those who would pass progressive policies that support people, support families, etc. But who is out there? With that message, day in and day out, and showing them specifically, you know, the right invest in their 
every type of their media. They invest in their local media. They invest in their churches. They invest in their alternate media. They invest in, invest in, their, in their bloggers and everything else. Our elitists, many of our elitists, Democrats on the top. I'm not talking about rank and file Democrats now. I'm talking about the elitists who are the ones that many go to for advice. You don't see them going into the communities and investing in the organizations of the communities. You don't see them investing into the bloggers. You don't see them investing into the alternate media to put out information in every single domain. So you wonder why it is 46-46 as far as the support for Biden and Trump is because, again, the one side is nurturing their people in such a manner that they will they will vote for that which they know is evil, but they think will have no effect on their personal economies and their social economies. But the left side, the Democratic side, I shouldn't say the left side, the Democratic side have left the bloggers to their own device. They have left their alternative media to, the, the, uh, to, to their own device. And, you know, they will probably not start investing into these until it is too late. You want to understand what's going on in America, why we ha- where we are, where, we at, where we're at? Again, look at, the, look at where investments are made and look at who really want to get results. And, you know, that's a very important concept. And I'm going to lay that down right here and tie that into even a, a, a KPFT as well. Um, in a city of, uh, it, rather, in a metropolitan area of 3 million and a reach, and a reach exceeding, I am pretty, you know, I'm just going to call this out, given that we're a 100,000 watt transmitter, I would give us that, you know, four to five million people at least we probably can reach with our signal uh, this entire area, if not larger, because I think we can extend way past Beaumont and all these other towns. So I can see us exceeding five million people. We are a state. We are a state that uh, refuses to take the Medicare, Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act which also makes us the state with the largest uninsured group of people, bar none. We are the least insured state for health care. We are a state that does wrong by education by a large percentage of its population. Yes, we have a great university system, the University of Texas, the University, uh, the A&M University, and the other tier colleges like Stephen F. Austin and, and many others. Yes, but how many as a percentage of the population attend these? We, we are a great state with horrendous uh, leadership, and one of the reasons we have it is the systems to support the people. The systems that support the people, uh, you know, I, I sit among hundreds of bloggers that are, that are struggling, sit among hundreds of independent journalists that are struggling in a state where, uh, uh, trying to inform in a state, but unfunded, done simply on, we, 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 we want to do good. Radio stations like KPFT, should never have had, uh, for again, uh, for, yes, for the, the music is great and all of that. You know, Howard loves the music and we do all those great things. But even for the, for the information portion, 
that we provide should never be a, a, a station struggling for uh, staying alive to tell the truth. So, I mean, many of the things that occur to us is because many times we just don't understand how the system works. You know who does? The people in power right now. As when I say that, I'm talking about uh, the, the Republican leadership in Texas, Republican leadership in the country. They overperform because they invest and Democrats underperform because to some extent they don't. And too often, well, I'm not going to say the other part because I'm on the radio and not in a private conversation. Anyhow, folks, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I'm going to keep these lines open before I jump to the next video just to see if we have anybody that wants to call in and make a commentary before we go to the next 713-526-5738. Let's see. You know, I I love that. You know what? You don't say that uh, on a text. You say that in your own voice. Howard, talk to me. Egberto, it is a fact that the first casualty in fascism is the truth. You will never find the truth under fascists. And that is the fact of what, that's what we're coming up with today. That's what's happening here in America. They said after Nazi Germany, it'll never happen here. It's happening now. Wake up. Couldn't have said it any better, my brother. Could not have said it any better. I, I want you guys now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a mi- one more minute before I go to my six minute video. 713 526 5738. Again, that number is 713 526 5738. To all my great listeners out there, please don't wait till the end to call if you have something to say because I really want to hear your, your, your entire thought. And when you all wait till the end of the program to call in. I am forced to kind of move things along, and it, it's not fair to you at all. So give us a call now, 713-526-5738. One more time, 713-526-5738. Um, anyhow, folks, it seems like we're going to have one in a second here, so I'll kind of bloviate. Well, I don't bloviate. I'll kind of talk to you for a while. Um, I think I think it's important for us to understand that these are serious times and i know it's uh, too often it is cliche that you know everybody always say things like this is the most important election in your lives and we've been saying that i think three election cycles this is the most important election in your lives and i if i want to be very honest about it i have to tell you that each time those statements were made when you were told that this is the most important election in your life, those statements were true. It's just that we have so much more, so much more that we have to get done. So come in 2024, my brothers and my sisters, it will be the most important election in your life uh, because... We continue to be at a tipping point. We're at a point where we also have to talk to people we would, we think we wouldn't want to talk to because we think they're 
on the other side? Well, I'm going to tell you my own thoughts. I think everybody is on my side. I believe, and I, I, I say this without hesitation, and that's why I speak to everybody on all sides, because I consider everybody to be on my side. Let's jump to line number one with Johnny. Johnny, the mayor of politics done right. Come on in, sir. Mayor Mayor please. I'm hearing my uh, my voice. Tr- I, I don't know what's happening, but just, yeah, I can hear you clearly. Try to ignore your voice and talk to me. Okay. Let's do uh, Donald Trump, George Santos, and uh, fake promise one in common. I know you're going to tell me because I can't guess it. My mind, it's too early in the morning for me to guess that. Okay. They're authoritarian. They have stolen and continue to steal from people. They're pathological liars whose moral compass and other compasses are in a constant state of spin, and they're not economic populists, Bernie Sanders. They're not even Joe Biden. That is very true. Uh, that is very true. Uh, Raman Swami is one is a person that just put his fingers up in the air and see where he can actually make a difference. I can almost bet you that if this were not if 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 a if a Democrat was not in power right now, I can almost guarantee you that Raman Swami would have been running as a Democrat. Remember, he's the one who uh, had a nice conversation with uh, with uh, Reverend Sharpton. When Reverend Sharpton was running for the primary in, I think it was 2016, Raman Swami, or, or it probably was 20, I don't remember what year it was, but just remember that. But anyway, Johnny, anything else before we go to uh, Gonzalo? I did not know that about Raman Swampy. Yes. And I also did that Magic Jack is Native American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, there we. You know what's the good thing about uh, this brother? We learn every day. But thank you so kindly, Mayor of Politics Done Right, Johnny, for giving us a call. You have a great day, brother. All right, let's go. Let's get the hamburger call thing. Yes, sir. Let's. Yes, sir. Let's go to Gonzalo. Come on in, Gonzalo. Como estás, mi hermano favorito? Háblame. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go over quickly to a, uh, a thing that I have addressed here, and I repeat it one more time. I think it's necessary. It's about the age of the candidate, the age, the age, the age of the people who are sitting in power. We have seen uh, recently an event that when uh, somebody due to age or due to some kind of mental breakdown, breakdown just silent for a few seconds or whatever. I, I haven't watched the video, but I saw it quickly. And that's very sad, to be honest with you. On both sides of the game, that's really sad. Because, as I said before, I don't see any candidate, either Biden, no Trump, as uh, politically, mentally, and capable to handle the First Nation in the world. I think we 
fresh blood, uh, people who have the guts to say, hey, you know, you know, you know, Got you. I got you, uh, Gonzalo. Gonzalo, your your audio is not very good today. I I, th I don't know if I, you're in a car or you got a bad connection, but I, I think we understood what you said. And I want to tell you one more time, thank you for uh, calling in with your point of view. Um, if if I, you know if you have a better line to call in on or or you can uh, call call again, please do, and uh, we'll be here to take your call. Um, let's go ahead and jump to. Um, A-R-E. Come on in, A-R-E. Hi, thanks for taking me. Oh, oh, man, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Try to ignore your own voice. Apparently, we have a little uh, feedback coming back into your ears. Uh, we'll try to fix that another time. All right, no problem. So, I called just uh, uh, about, well, it's kind of annoying, I'm saying. Turned down my value. All right. So I called about a, a few weeks ago in regards to uh, the old saying, uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, which I don't agree with. But uh, myself, growing up in Hidalgo County, uh, the poorest, one of the poorest counties in, in the country, um, single mother, held two jobs. Um, there's a lot of statistics that, that says I would have been uh, not successful. Not that I consider myself successful, but considering how I see my other friends who didn't make it or not alive, uh, think I'm doing okay. A lot of it had to do with just making choices, personal choices. Um, I uh, had, you know, didn't have money for college, so there was the military. And those who joined the military can get their college paid for through the GI Bill. Once that runs out, there's the Hazelwood Act that Texas passed for, uh, for all veterans with the honorable discharge where they continue to get free education. Um, with that, I'm able to you know, go, go through uh, different schools and now I'm making, you know, six figures, nothing to brag about, but it's still um, something that I can show that there are options out there for others to do. And rather than complain and gripe and act like they really care, you know, sign up for something, the East Corps, if that's still around, I don't know. Uh, the military, you know, one option, maybe you know, college scholarships, try harder. But there are so many options out there that where we can break a lot of barriers and stop using excuses and pointing fingers at, you know, the old white man. Or, or sometimes we just got to point the finger at ourselves for not trying. And that's pretty much all I had to say. Okay, let me let me address you. First of all, let me give you your kudos because I th beforehand I want to welcome all my folks on the internet, Melanie Keelan, Eric Hayes, and if anybody else that I miss, forgive me. Uh, uh, Ari, let me let me first say that you must be commended. That's the first statement, right? You, I think, within your answer, you prove a lot of what progressives are working towards. In other words, I. Uh, a lot of your friends who grow up in your same situations, they don't have a six-figure job. Some of them are dead because of circumstances. Some of them, as you stated, uh, just didn't make it. You did. You were the cream of the crop. Most of us, most people are not the cream of the crop. Most people do not have your acumen. Most people do not have your your 
at your internal strength. A society shouldn't have to ask everybody to have the fortitude that you have, that I have, that Howard has, that Jack has. Society, that's not what makes a society. I understand. First of all, you're right. There are options that for the person who has that fortitude, that mental strength to do that, like you did, can go out there and do that. What I want people like you to see is that everybody, that, it, uh, people shouldn't have to be like you to have an equitable life. I didn't say a life like yours that, uh, you know, you, you, you got to six figures because you busted your butt to get to six figures, okay? I am not asking for the person that doesn't have your fortitude to get there because they, you know, you should get to what you're willing to work for. But let me put a little postulation here. If absolutely everybody who could, that's poor, that's whatever, took up your option that you took, those options would no longer be there because the system wasn't designed to give all the AR... I, 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 your name is written as ARE, so I'm just going to call you ARE from the screen. You, uh, the system wasn't written for everybody that, that meets ARE spec to take advantage of it. It's just that they know that only a few would take advantage of this. So a politician can go out there and says, you know, if you really want to make it, you can join the army. Well, let's say the 30 million poor Americans want to lift themselves up by the bootstraps so they're going to join the military to get the, 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 to get the, uh, the GI Bill. Guess what, ARE? The military cannot take 30 million people. So it's only because of scarcity that they know that people, not all, very few people are going to take that option, why it's there. What we are asking for is not complaining. What I'm doing when I talk about progressive issues is not about complaining. It's about setting up that social infrastructure so that those who are not as capable as you are can also have not the life that you've worked for, but at least have a life that we can all enjoy. Don't you think that is something we should all strive for and work for? Well, I understand there's different uh, expectations for people. For I guess, um, let me put it this way. I don't have a blue-collar job. It's a, it's a labor-intensive job. It's a union mm -hmm. job. Right. Um, and... People see and they say, oh, man, you make a lot of money. My first re response is, well, what's a lot of money? Depending on their circumstance, their situation, if they're married or single. If you're single right now trying to make it, $15 is, is okay. But if you're married with three kids, $15 is not going to cut it. No way. So that's my reply, and they say you're right. And I've, I've worked in jobs where making minimum wage, and I've worked in jobs you know, making over a hundred dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. It usually comes down to budgeting because around the coffee table or mm -hmm. lunch break, this guys, the women talking about the same thing. Oh, I can't afford this mortgage. I can't afford this ski boat. I can't afford, you know, this, you know, this light bill. What comes down to poor budgeting on that individual, whether they make 20,000 a year, 12,000 a year, or 120,000 a year. 
I think uh, budgeting is pretty important. I agree. And one scripture, I'm not going to be a Bible thumper, but there's one that's always resonated with me is my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. True. And there's a lot of knowledge out there that we have access to, and some keep it to themselves, which I, you know, I know you, you're familiar with, uh, or you, you you talk about a lot, um, and that's that's not right. You know, there should be a, a fair um, yeah. uh, distribution of of information on not just you know education, but taxes, mortgages. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it take to start a business? There's a lot out there. And there's a lot of mentors out there that are willing to help. And I've mentored a lot of, you know, men and women of all different backgrounds. Um, but I've always come across that one that just, you can lay that golden road. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And they never follow. They never, they yeah, never, they don't. More, mm-hmm. I see it more in this generation or the, the younger generation, I think, where thinking if they put a TikTok up and they get a million views, they're going to get paid. And that's that's probably more detrimental than you know than anything right now because they're just sitting for a check to fall on their lap. I'm not talking about the so-called you know welfare mom or the deadbeat dads or anything like that. It's just like wow, they have no reason, no motivations to to get out and apply themselves just to work work at a at a store that's hiring right down the street. You know but something? People complain and say, "How come I'm not getting this?" I, well, I think that's a personal choice, and we're not going to fix it in the radio interview. But I don't know. I just wanted to share. No, I, let me just tell you that you're you you're correct. Let me tell you, I I there's nothing that you've said that I I can disagree with. The only thing that I ask of uh, of people like you is to to take it one you know it's an ask to take it one step f- uh, uh, further i just love that you brought up the tiktok thing right because in in a demonstration in in a society that has become very performative it's not hard to understand why this generation themselves are performative look at congress it's performative look at our leadership right now it's performative as they do wrong so i mean there's a lot to talk about but i really appreciate um your call and and what you have to offer and like i said the one thing i want us all to have is empathy and to understand that from the basics of our educational system that is where it all starts if you haven't learned civics if you haven't learned you talked about budgeting if you haven't learned about budgeting if you haven't learned about all these things you can't then you, you know really castigate a person who our society from you know has failed to instill those values in that you received it means that you are in fact exceptional and i i don't mean that as just a a brown nose i mean that uh you have to understand that a lot of people aren't so anyway anything else before i go to the next subject you know i could be exceptional this is my human i could be exceptional one minute and i can be throwing up in a ditch the next so all of us sir all of us sir thank you so metal hero i can show you a bomb you know i got you brother I don't, I don't know. You know That's human. You know, brother, let me tell you one thing before I go. You know what you just said? We're all Thank human, you. brother. We're all human. You have a great day, sir. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you. All right. Anyway, folks, um, let me see. I'm at 47. I'm going to wait 30 seconds for a call. If not, I go to my six-minute video. So uh, 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Uh, call in once. 
call in twice and I go to my six minute video. Last one and the others you can get by going to politicsandright.com slash newsletter for the parts of the show that goes uncovered. Here we go. What we have here is Bernie Sanders talking about healthcare, something that we all need. So Bernie uh, lays the case out perfectly on healthcare for all. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. You and I have had many talks about the universality of health care and why it's so weird that America doesn't have it. We made a, a, you know, some people say a very big step, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it was a small step with the uh, prescription drug discussion, that taking these 10 prescription drugs and allowing Medicare to uh, negotiate for them the same way Costco negotiates for a better price on peanut butter because they're a bulk buyer. And everybody's out there calling it communism and, and socialist price fixing and all this kind of stuff. It's a little step. It's a meaningful $50 Ali, billion dollar step, but it's Ali, a little step. It's not everybody. It's just the ruling class. It's just the pharmaceutical industry that makes tens of billions of dollars in profit every single year by charging us the highest prices in the world. It's the Chamber of Commerce. It's the big corporations. Oh, my God. Imagine that. The government is actually doing something for working people to lower the cost of prescription drugs. This must be communism. This is awful and horrible. Right, 80% of the American people support Medicare negotiating prices. So it's not everybody. The vast majority of the people understand that the pharmaceutical industry is incredibly greedy. But we have got to go further. This, as you indicate, is a very tepid step forward. We're going to bring the legislation in, which does something very simple. It says, you know what? In America, we should not be paying 10 times more for the same drugs as Canada or Europeans are paying. We're going to pay the same prices. And I'm sure the industry will go crazy and put all kinds of 30-second ads on TV. But bottom line is, that's what the American people want. Healthcare is the same thing. Our healthcare system is totally broken. It should not be employer-based healthcare. We've got to do, as you and I have chatted about many times, what Canada, what other countries do. Healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. We should not be spending $13,000 for every man, woman, and child well, 85 million are uninsured or underinsured. I, I will say, as a guy who gets accused of being a communist a lot, how do you explain <laughs> to people that that <laughs> what you what this bill is about prescription drugs is causing people who wish to sell into Medicare, which is a, a, a major distributor of drugs, to negotiate a price, to negotiate a price, not government control of the manufacture of drugs. And if you don't want to negotiate a price, guess what? Sell it on the free market outside of Medicare. That's your choice. This is such a radical idea, Ali. It's what every other major country in the world does. Everyone. It's what that's, the Europeans do, the Canadians do. That's we are how the radical only it is. country. We are the only country in the world that says to the drug company, oh, you want to charge, you know, half of the, this is really crazy stuff. Half of the new drugs now coming onto the market. You know what their treatment is? The number of cost? Over $200,000. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. People can't afford it. Medicare is going to go bankrupt or premiums are going to go soaring. So what we have got to tell the pharmaceutical industry is we want research. We want development. We want you to deal with cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, all the terrible illnesses out. But all your drugs in the world don't mean anything if people cannot afford it. The function of the pharmaceutical industry is to help cure disease, not to make billionaires even richer. Absolutely. So you know what drives me crazy? 
All of us need affordable healthcare. None of us want to be bankrupted by the healthcare industry stealing our money. And what I don't get, including in our room, for the conservatives in our room that somehow object to policies that ensure that if they get sick, their relatives get sick, they don't go, go bankrupt. This is how effective hate is. This is how effective divide and conquer is. You let people hate among each other, right? And this is what you're able to achieve. I saw a TikTok from Bernie and I'm going to look it up and I'm going to post it in its own piece later on today. Where Bernie identifies exactly what the plutocracy has done. It has turned us against each other using race, gender, and all these things. And so that we take our eye off the ball... And then they sweep it through. No sensible person can say, how can the United States government pay for the, develop the initial development of most drugs to prove their viability, transfer the patent to a drug company, allow a drug company to charge whatever you can, and when the government comes back and say, no, we actually paid for that, we are not going to allow you to do that. The same people that you're helping include, you're not helping liberals, you're helping liberals, progressive, anarchists, conservatives, and everybody else to go ahead and try to make their lives better, more cost effective. And what do they do? Because of they're sick in the mind with that ideological rump, they decide and say, I don't like that. And the pharmaceutical companies run to the bank and say, look at those suckers. They, they, just, they just make it so easy for us to rip them off. They make it so easy for us to rip them off. It's, it's funny because um, over the weekend, as I'm blogging, you know, I, I turned on a, a Netflix uh, thing on healthcare, and this was about blue zones. Blue zones are areas in the world where, where people live to, or a large percentage of people live to over 100 years. And the place where people, one of the places where people live the longest is in a little town on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, uh, what they have, the government has its, its uh, social medicine, and what they do is they send people out to everybody. Everybody sees a, a consultant doctor every year at least once. They, they send people out to check on people's health and see what they need. And it was amazing because their, their health care costs is one-tenth the health care cost in America. Everybody has health care, but it's one-tenth the cost. The country right next to mine, Costa Rica, I mean from Panama, their implementation has been such that people live longer, people are healthier. They don't just think about it from the time people get sick. They talk about nutrition programs for the kids in school. The, the whole works. A country we like to call a third world country. Well, Costa Rica with one-tenth the spending one-tenth per capita that we do have kept their people healthier. In America, you have become nothing but a cog for profit of a few rich folk and corporations. I hate to repeat that, but that is what we've become. Well, folks, we're coming close to the end of the program. 
So without further ado, I want to throw it right back to the control room so my brothers in there can have the last word. Guys, what you got to say? I think it's very important for everyone to read what the Texas legislature has passed, all these laws. Uh, one of them is using Texas roads to thwart abortion attempts. Now, just exactly how they're going to do that, I don't know. Are they going to set up checkpoints and pass out pregnancy tests? For heaven's sakes, it's looking a lot like Nazi Germany to me. Yes. All right, I'm going to pass it on to Jack here for some wisdom, and I'm going to uh, clear my throat. Jack. Uh, you know, the state the state refused expansion uh, of Medicaid to the Affordable Care Act, you know, leaving many people without access to health care. This is mean. This yes, it is. This is it is on health care for the rest of the vulnerable, the most vulnerable people to block it from them. That's not good. It's on American. It's unpatriotic. It is all those negative things. Uh, Eric Hayes uh, said, what is blue zone population and diversity of its America is not even comparable. Actually, the blue zone in, 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 uh, in uh, the reason I did Costa Rica and not Greece and the other blue zones that they found is that it's very diverse. The two parts that were very diverse is Punta Loma, California and uh, Costa Rica. Those were the long living zones. And Costa Rica was a place where they spend one tenth the amount of money on healthcare that we do. Anyway, folks, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks here. Uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.